And welcome to the Majors Mess Hall podcast. This is episode 176, and I'm joined by Kelly. Hello. And I'm Gavin, obviously. I, f- I forgot to mention that. I always forget to mention my name. <laughs> no one can forget you. Well, it's the least important as well. <laughs> 176, wow. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. And we're on a kick at the moment, a good kick at the moment with guests. Like, obviously, our last episode, we had, we had a lovely... Cheryl Chase, who voices Angelica Pickles on the Rugrats. And uh, that was wonderful. Me and Sammy got to chat to her. And on this episode, we have another amazing guest that was just yep. an absolute joy to talk to. And Kelly was joined me on this one, and so did Sammy as well. The three of us had a blast talking to him. And our guest is, of course, the wonderful Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees. Yeah, we were so excited about this one, weren't we? Really? Honestly, I can't even, like, it, I was just so happy that he said that he'd come on. And it was, you know, as, as our listeners know, I'm a massive, like, boy band fan. I was, well, say American boy bands more so, like, you know, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Boys to Men, 90 Degrees. Like, I, I just love them all. And, like, I was in a boy band back when I was in my teens, early 20s. Kelly's always been a boy band fan. And so to have Jeff on, He's boy band royalty, as I call them in the in the, uh, <laughs> in the interview. Like it, it was just great. It was really good. Like to get to tell him that, like we used to sing some of his songs on stage, and you know, like he was telling us about he was inspired by Boys to Men. But it was nice to be able to say, well, we were inspired by you. So yeah. it was really cool. It was great, and like what a nice guy as well. So nice. We've like tried to get him on for so long as well, hadn't we? So yeah. So like... it was quite random, really. That like. We, we tried to get him on, like, sent messages and stuff. It's always hard to get contact with people. They, they get that many messages off, off like, your fans and just people in general. They don't see the messages. And sometimes you'll find, like, you know, an email address or something for, um, you know, an agent or something, but it doesn't always work out. Like, they, you know, sometimes they don't take it seriously or whatever the reason may be. And then one, as, as out of total fluke on, fake, on Twitter, I put a tweet out saying, if anybody knows any really interesting guests, like celeb guests, let me know. We'd love to interview them on the podcast. And ironically, one of my followers, her name's Carmen. She said, oh, I know Jeff Timmons. He would do the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, we tried, Jeff. Like, that didn't work out. And she's like, no, I think Jeff would do it. And then she asked him for us and he said he would. So then I commented back on the tweet and said, Jeff, if this is true, like, give me a follow and we'll set something up. I honestly didn't expect him to follow me, but he did. And I'm like, whoa, Jeff Timmons just followed me. This is crazy. So then I, I slid into his DMs and I asked him if he'd come on and he said, yeah. And he gave me his email address and we set it up and here we are now. Yeah. So thank um, you. Yeah. Thank you to Carmen for, for, you know, helping to set that up. And I, I promised that I was going to send her a Majors Muscle t-shirt as a thank you because. Oh uh, yeah, no, we appreciate you know, it. it, it it's always, help. yeah, yeah. And it's always great to talk to, you know, celebrities and, and these interesting guests that we have on. But when you're an actual fan of the guests that you've got on, it's even more of a big deal for us, isn't it? Yeah, because you've like you love harmonies and they're like spot on with their harmonies. So that's something that you've like replicated with your band, isn't it? And like, yeah, obviously you perform some of their songs, and it's just it's mad just seeing them from like all the magazines to like being on FaceTime with them. Well, not FaceTime, but Zoom. Yeah, it's just mad from going to that. Well, and then you're on Zoom, it? and I, I am going to put the <laughs> I am going to put the interview on youtube so you can watch it if you want but for those that don't don't watch and just listen like he had all his like 98 degrees like platinum you know records on the wall in the background and it was so cool to see like we didn't yeah. acknowledge it but i was i was looking at them all and going like that's so cool to see 
you know, he was obviously in his little studio and it was great. Yeah, I think he so, said he was working on something, didn't he? It's... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it, it was it was wonderful. And like, you know, like Kelly just said there, you know, like we used to sing his songs. I remember once we did a we did a showcase. I kind of touched on this in the interview with him, but we did a showcase in front of record companies and we, we wanted to open the show with an acapella and it had to be a really good acapella. And so we picked the 90 Degrees one. It's just an interlude. It doesn't even have a name. It's just an interlude. And so we started with that and we had these spotlights beaming down on us. We all had boiler suits on. So it was, all you could see was like a silhouette of us. And we sang it live and it was incredible. And I, I always remember that moment. And, I, I, you know, I associate it with 90 Degrees because it was their song. So to be able to tell Jeff that we did that, it was cool. It's really cool. Yes, it's, it's crazy having to the opportunity to be able to like tell Jeff that you know like you've done these experiences back when you were young and now you can actually explain that to the person who's whose song it was it's it's weird isn't it but it's like yeah and it's it's weird it's weird as well that like you grow up listening to these songs like you know Invisible Man because of you the hardest thing like they're all classic 90 degrees tracks we used to listen to them growing up, still do now, obviously, but you, you never you never imagine that you're going to get to have a chance to sit down with one of the band members and have a, have a chat, you know, about their career and recording those songs. And it was just so cool. And, like, it's just a big deal. I, I, I kind of sound a bit selfish because I'm just talking about how much it meant to me. But um, it, really, <laughs> it really did. It was so cool. I think we all enjoyed it, didn't we? That was, we had a laugh and it was, he was really sweet. Being yeah. concerned of me being late in the UK and he's yeah, such yeah. a nice guy yeah. all around, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was. So anyway, we'll go through to our interview now, Jeff, and then we'll we'll have a little bit of a chat afterwards. So right now, here is our interview with Jeff Timmons of 98 Degrees. Jeff. What's up? How are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Hi, Hi there. How are you? Hello. Hi. Good to see you guys. Thanks a lot for doing this. Appreciate it. That, thanks for joining us. It means a lot. So just to let you know, I'm Gavin. I'm currently in Nova Scotia, Canada. This is where I live. But as you can tell by the accent, I'm from the UK. Um, <laughs> Kelly, in, I don't know where she is on your screen. Kelly with the dark hair. She <laughs> She's back in the UK. And okay. Samantha with the blonde hair. Sure. Yeah, it's really late where she is, yeah. And Samantha with the blonde hair, she's in um, LA or California. <laughs> I'll be there in a couple of days, so. Oh, we're all okay. <laughs> so where are you? Are you in Vegas right now? I'm in Vegas right now. I'm here to, for the, through the weekend, and then I'm in LA for a couple of days. So oh, through Wednesday nice. next week. So, yeah, it's nice Excellent. to be home for at least a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, well, thank you for joining the Majors Mess Hall podcast, Jeff. This this genuinely does mean so much to us. Um, we've been a fan of yours for years. Um, I used to, I actually used to be in a boy band years ago, like twenty years ago. What and, was the name uh, of it? Well, twenty years ago. So that was was that after that was somewhat after we came out, not to age. Oh yeah, last- like yeah, yeah. You were the you were the, the the top dogs. Like you know, we we looked up to you guys, like you did with Boys to Men. Like um, we we never actually got a record deal. We came close, but we didn't get signed in the end. And like too many people got involved, and the, we disbanded in the end, which was a yeah, shame. So, so you said you're originally from UK, but you're in Nova Scotia. Where did you start the band? Was it in the UK? Yeah, it was back in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So do you know those uh, the Boys Own and Westlife guys and all? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's funny because we. Um, those guys for a show in in the philippines i i'm not doing it with them i just booked them there so they're oh, gonna, nice that's awesome yeah, those guys are, are doing something yeah. there it's funny i was listening to your podcast actually doing some research and, and i listened to the story where you, you talked about five yeah you had that running <laughs> with richie well it's funny you mentioned that because uh we i said i wasn't gonna go <laughs> off on tangents I, I can't help it but we did <laughs> we did a show back in the day we did a show and it was after five had split up but one of the band members of five his name was abs of course, abs. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. So we, we did a show with him and he was really rude. Like, I remember one of the guys asked him for like an autograph for his little sister. So he's signing the card and he's like, what's your sister's name? And he, he says, oh, it's Karina. And he starts to spell it out to him. 
and he just didn't have the patience for it, so he just scribbled a <laughs> line, and it's just so rude. Those guys are funny. I mean, look, I mean, we're all older now, but back in the day, it was fire. We were, we were doing stuff, something like something called the, either the Smash Hits or Hits Tour or Pepsi Pop Tour. We were in the UK, and, and Five was the competitive new group. It was like best new group, us against Five. And so we would encounter each other in the in the hallways of the hotel and scowl and all this stuff. And Adams <laughs> was a tough guy. And, and the other one was, the, the, the uh, what's his name, Rich? Rich, yeah, there was Rich, Rich Jay, Sean, Scott, yeah. Guy, and yeah, we, we almost got in a brawl with those guys. It didn't happen. It would have been a boy brand brawl. Those guys would have stood a chance against the 98 Degrees boys, but it was What's fun. The- it was only okay, so- you all five for um, a fight of the cover, wasn't it, of Smash Hits? Oh, yeah. That's it. yeah. And BB Mac guys, they were always on it as well. He's the BB Mac old. guys were always very, very nice guys. Yeah. I mean, those guys yeah. were great. Yeah, they're great dudes. So, yeah, so just taking it back, like, I mean – you guys like you guys formed yourselves like you weren't manufactured which again like with my band i kind of relate to to you guys a lot especially you because vocally you you were always on that or you still are on the high end of the acapella like and that, that's where i was too so going back to the uh the manufactured is that like bragging rights for you guys that like you can claim that you formed yourselves well, you know what look when we first started there were no we didn't know anything about boy bands the only thing that was a that resembled a boy band in our minds uh was you know new kids on the block i mean when i was in junior high new kids on the block was the rage and in that time it never i had no i had it hadn't occurred to me that I, i'd end up starting a group or being in a group like that and uh and so i was always jealous because all the girls i liked in school had the the donnie Wahlberg dolls and lunch boxes and and all the gear so you know uh and, and so there's a certain stigma and and a certain way that um you know preconceived idea you have when you think about a group that's manufactured you don't think about they actually probably are talented and someone did have to put them together so there was you know, the, an audition process that they had enough talent, you just go, ah, they're put together. So when we started off, you know, all that was out uh, that we compared ourselves to was, of course, Boys to Men. And, and some groups yeah. like that at the time, there was Shy and Jodeci and, and you know, old old Motown groups and doo-wop groups, vocal groups, like you said, and, and barbershop quartets. I mean, that's what we were influenced by. I mean, we didn't have any money. We didn't have the money to buy instruments. And so we all, all we had was our voices. So we figured, all right, you know, we have a certain credibility because we're real singers and all that stuff, but that, but the public didn't care about any of that stuff, you know, especially when, when we came out and, and the songs were kind of directed uh, or, or at least well received more by younger people, especially yes. mostly, yeah. mostly teen girls. So, you know, they didn't care if we sang or not. And you know, we went over to the UK and, and to your point, you, <laughs> when, when you went and did a lot of the stuff in the UK, it was what they said, all right, you guys are going to do full playback, which means, they were just going to play the song and you lip sync. You just mind it, yeah. No, we're never going to do that. That's that's against our, our policy. It's against our moral code and value. And then we would go watch the shows afterwards. We would insist on singing live. And then we'd go watch the shows afterwards. And everybody else, of course, sounds like the record. And here we are singing live. And it sounds a little off. So we're like, maybe we, maybe there's something to this, this lip syncing <laughs> thing, you know, but you know, after so many years, are we proud that uh, that we you know sang a cappella and, and we you know had a blend and all that stuff? Of course, but do we feel like that makes us any better or or more credible than any of the groups we're compared to? Absolutely not. Yeah, but I mean, vocally, like I mean, that's one thing I love about you guys is that you all sing and you do that a cappella thing. We again, I, I'm sorry to keep comparing, but we used to do the same thing. We'd always sing without music. A couple of gigs we did. Uh, the PA wasn't working because we used to do those kind of shows where like it was all like well, trust me they still they, we still do those kinds of shows <laughs> it doesn't matter it still happens yeah. but you guys would then sing acapella right yeah yeah we just we just carry on without we didn't need the music but like you say like as impressive as that can be they don't you know like the female fans like you know because obviously that you cater mainly to that you know they don't really care they just want you to sound good but look good like that's they just want it like you know like i'll I'll go to concerts like you know i love the backstreet boys and me and my wife that's actually how we met was on their website and we go to concerts and i stand there with my arms folded and like i just listen and a couple of their friends that we went with will say like is gavin okay is he having a good time and my (laughs) wife dean my wife dean is like oh yeah like trust me he's listening and i just listen I just listen to the to the different harmonies that are going on and stuff. I just I love it. I can't get enough of vocal harmony. Yeah, I'm, I, look, I'm glad you share that passion. I mean, there's something about yeah. it. 
it, you know, look, we love it too. I mean, that's why we, we started the group. We started the group because we, we wanted to be good vocalists and, and make good music. And R&B music was, you know, our genre that we all loved. I mean, we, we were a fan of all genres. We're, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty eclectic as far as that goes, but you know, I do, do the same thing. I used to really get crazy with it. And when I would go, I wouldn't enjoy myself. I would be, you know, or, or listening to the radio, you know, you know how things are punched in and punched out and comp, vocal comps and all that stuff. So I could hear punches in the songs. And, and I was like, you know what, you got to, you really got to lighten up. Yeah. Yeah. I started, I just had a, I had a moment with myself. I'm like, you got to enjoy life a little bit better. Like enjoy the music, enjoy the concert. So, you know, uh, I went and saw Britney a few years ago. And of course everybody's like, oh, Britney lip syncs and I, look, I was like, I'm going to enjoy the show. I mean, and, yeah, and I, I did. It's, it's hit after hit after hit. And the same goes for Backstreet Boys. I went there and you can be jealous. And they, they, Backstreet Boys was was a lot more successful than us and had a lot more hits. And and, and you'd be jealous or you can just be thankful and happy that you're you're mentioned in the same breath as those guys and, and enjoy the show. And so that's what we we did. You know, we, we started to, to relax in our older years and kind of get a little bit uh you know, take things a little bit lighter, you know? Yeah. I mean, you guys are boy band royalty. So, you know, that's... Uh... <laughs> hey, hey, I'll take it. I mean, if you, if you say so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take it for sure. Yeah. I got to say, one of my favorite acapellas that you guys did was, well, the interlude that you guys did, the um, I'll give you the moon at night, that one. We, yeah, used to, nice. we did that as one of our intros for one of our shows that we did. We had record companies watching us and we started off with that. We all had boiler suits on and there was like light shining down and we did that great it's a great interlude but my favorite one would have to be when you did uh, michael jackson she's out of my life like that one is so so beautiful it's such a oh, good song you. you know and both of those were arranged we arrange a lot of our the stuff ourselves i mean i i just got done arranging a holy night for you know this this boy band uh, christmas tour we're doing we're all going to record that um but but we had a friend of ours actually a friend of the other guys they all went to high school together um, that they knew did these really, really intricate arrangements. He did both that intermood one that you're talking about and also yeah. the That On My Life Michael Jackson cover. He was just incredible. We all were, we're big fans of Michael Jackson. And, and so we were like, we want to do that that um, song. And he arranged it for us. And that actually was on our demo. Like when we got signed, that was one of the things yeah. that, we, that we had on oh, our nice. demo. And that's, and that's one of the things we sang live for Andre Harrell, who was then president of Motown in his office that got us signed. Wow. Uh, so, so that, that song means a lot to us and for a number of different reasons. So yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. You sound, you sound beautiful. Your voice sounds amazing. Just singing that. So <laughs> I can imagine you, uh, you guys all sounded fantastic, on it. but that's flattering that you even know that, that song. So yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Your harmonies are spot on, but like to do it a cappella is even more amazing. Um, just speaking of Michael Jackson, one of my favorite performances of yours was um, the 30th anniversary special where you perform with Usher and Lufa Vandross. And what was it like actually performing back somebody's song to them? That must have been a bit nerve-wracking, nerve I think. Well, yeah. I mean, the whole <laughs> entire thing, well, everything about it was nerve-wracking. I mean, of course, <laughs> uh, you know, it's an honor to be performing for Michael Jackson and, and with the company that we were with, uh, you know, everybody from, like you said, Luther Bandros, Usher, yes. Child, I mean, Whitney Houston performed on that thing. And for Michael Jackson in, in Madison Square Garden, I mean, the whole thing was just, and, and for a, a channel like VH1, I mean, the whole thing, I can't tell you, begin to describe <laughs> how nervous I was for that. And I get nervous before everything. And still, Aww. I mean, in front of four people or four million people, I get nervous before everything, and that would that would probably say I would probably say that was one of the most nervous I've ever been for anything. <laughs> Thankfully for me, I only had to do some background stuff, uh, and so it wasn't that you know if I if I were to have to sing lead in front of all those people and have Michael <laughs> Jackson in the audience, my mom was in the audience. Then I I mean so, so it was a it was especially it was especially uh, you know it, it gave you the ed, a little a little edgy, but. But it was also super cool. I mean, it was like a dream come true. When people say we got to have a lot of amazing moments and experience some really, really high highs in our career. And it's really, they'll say, well, what was your favorite moment? There's just so many. It's hard to pick one. But that is well, at the top. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I You've performed with so many iconic people, like from Mariah Joe, I love Joe. Stevie you've had number one, Stephen. Yeah, you've had so many. Which is a the one person you'd like to collaborate with that you haven't yet? 
I mean, there's so much young talent out there as well. You know, I mean, and, and, and guys that, you know, outside of, you know, of course, Boys the Men, we ended up getting the tour with them, which was absolutely a dream of mine. I was out there like in the audience every night watching them. They probably thought I was a psycho stalker. Like, <laughs> I'm singing everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, there he is again. He's on tour with us. We're going to see him for 50 more days. <laughs> um, so, so, that, I mean, that they, they've been great. I would love to actually do a recording with them. Brian McKnight, a, a massive fan of his. Joe, yeah. Joe's like, one of the most underrated talents of all time, I think. Um, and then some younger guys. I mean, like Bruno Mars is absolutely incredible. Oh. He's, you know, he's sort of got that legendary classic R&B voice. I mean, I love Usher, Neo. I'm a big fan of Chris Brown's music. I mean, there's just so many guys out there. And then females like Christina and Ariana Grande. Mm -hmm. And of course, we got to do some stuff with Mariah. Kelly Clarkson's incredible. I could go on and on and on. Katy Perry. Pink <laughs> is amazing. We've known her forever. Never gotten to do anything with her. I mean, just tell me to shut up at any time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite tracks of yours is Microphone. I love Microphone. It's It was your comeback um, single. What made you pick that one as the comeback? Well, you know, sometimes you overthink things. I'm glad you liked it, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes you overthink things. We hadn't been out for a while, and we wanted to do something with a little tempo because we did always ballads and always mid-tempo songs, and people are always like, you guys need to do a dance song or do something that's up-tempo. So we were like, okay, we had a really good embodiment of work on that album, and that was kind of when we were transitioning and getting an understanding of you don't have to sell physical CDs anymore. You can stream mm -hmm. things and do EPs, but... Um, you know, that was our first time back. And so we heard microphone and be like, oh man, this song is cool. Yeah, yeah people are going to love it. We love it. And we think it's a hit, but it didn't quite, you know, our fan base didn't like it. You know, a lot oh, of I, did. I, I liked it too. I thought it was cool I too. So we kind of missed on that one, but the song is great, I thought. And, it, you know, the guy that wrote it was super cool. We thought it was a, a good vibe for us, but unfortunately that one didn't translate. But I, I love that song as well. So I'm, I appreciate you even... Again, knowing that no, one. <laughs> so how do things like compare now, like to how things are now to back in the day? Like, do you, I'm assuming you guys have way more control now. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, I, I think that it, it's, it's a ton different with regards to the business in general, how it goes. I mean, you, you know, you have th things like this at your disposal that didn't exist when we were out. I mean, you have YouTube and, and, and Instagram Live and Facebook and, and things like Patreon where you can monetize your content. Uh, ways you can proliferate your brand and engage your fan base anytime you want. You know, we didn't have that all the time. You literally had to go on the radio or, you know, you had to do a chat, you know, with like AOL, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> you know, or, or have That's a message back. that you would go and read and answer a question. So, and, and you had to do the traditional things. You had to be on TV, you had to be on radio. So that's a lot different. We would have loved to kind of have some of the, the, the availability and the things at our disposal to, exponentially grow our fan base and, and kind of cater to them a little bit more. And, and that would have helped us kind of curate our music a little bit better, but also on the flip side of things, you have much less of a personal life and we didn't really have a personal life back then, let alone the stuff that exists there or how these, the Justin Bieber's of the world or, oh, you know, yeah. be crazy. Or, or, or how any of them deal, deal with all of that. And, and it's a, it's quite a juggling act, but as far as like, creative control i'm sure now now music's really really changed i mean labels are are you know they're still empowered because they're the bank essentially they can help get your radio and get your spotify streams and put those marketing dollars behind behind you but you know what if you can cater to your fan base and and, and get, get and continually put out stuff that they like content wise you don't need to be on tv every day or on the radio you can make a living doing music and be as creative as, as you want as long as you're appealing to a certain number of fans and and so i definitely love you know older guys that i that are in my peer group they're like i hate the music business today. <laughs> oh, but i'm like what are you talking about this is the most amazing time ever it's like the wild west everybody has to adjust and <laughs> And, uh, and I, I think it's a fantastic time for musicians uh, right now. Yeah, social media is a brilliant platform for that, isn't it? Um, so how do you go about the, um, you know, the vocal, who's going to sing what, how, the arrangements, the vocal arrangements? Well, look, I, I think it used to be Nick and I would switch off leads. Occasionally Drew would sing leads. But again, you know, what we were talking about earlier is what, what Gavin was talking about is we're a true quartet, you know, so it's tenor, tenor, baritone, and bass. So we would usually stack the harmonies that way. And 
you know, in the studio, you can cheat like crazy, do you know, 20, 20 stacks of harmonies, and we would get crazy with it sometimes, and producers would be like, that's not cool, too many harmonies, just put one or two in. But, um, you know, that's how we traditionally would do it. And then, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's become a little bit more that, you know, as we're older, we don't need to cater to a fan base by having two guys sing lead or mostly Nick sing lead. And then I come in. Now we all go, all right, well, let's let Drew take this one or Justin sing some leads on it and, and make it more of a group ensemble and showcase people outside of the vocal harmonies and stuff. So it's really just depends on the song where it sits with everybody's range and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love the barbershop quartet style you did. I watched an old video and it was really like, I really love it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, that's what, you know, we were, yeah, we were those guys that were in these nerdy barbershop quartets in school and everybody would make fun of us. And then, and then, it, then all of a sudden. No, I love that style. It's, uh, I've always wanted to be serenaded by a barbershop quartet. <laughs> well, those guys, you know, look, if you listen to barbershop, those guys have some of the most intricate arrangements. They're very difficult arrangements and uh, it takes quite an year to kind of put those together. So I'm always impressed by the barbershop quartets. <laughs> but, you know, those guys are really talented, too. We've had so much fun preparing for this and listening to your music. It's been for me, it's been um, so nostalgic and just a trip down memory lane, um, especially when like true to your heart comes on and just the classics and um, I know that you're always coming up with new music, you personally, but also um, with 98 Degrees. And Gavin and I have a little wager, um, and maybe you can settle it for us. While um, actually just yesterday, I noticed a brand new song um, came three days ago under the 98 Degrees um, profile on Spotify. And Gavin says that this is not your song. Um, that it can't be because it's too new. It just dropped. Well, okay, um, hold on, hold on. Let me just stop you before he answers. I didn't even know there was a song on there. She played it down the microphone here while we've been talking before you came on. <laughs> and it didn't sound like it was a 90 degree song. So that's all I said. Because if I, if I listened to it properly, I would know instantly. And this is on our 90, official 90 degree Spotify? It is. It, yeah. it, it says it was, it, is. it was posted. I can't wait to hear this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because this is better to ask. You would is, know, right? This is the song is called Time Warp. Time Warp. How did that get on our how did that get on our thing? Time Warp. Don't know. It like it doesn't even look like something you guys have put out. I was like, that doesn't sound like it's them unless they're trying something new. No. Well, thanks for making me aware. Now I'm writing it down. And after report fraudulently fraudulently put something up on our on our, on our page. My Do it quick <laughs> before your fans are disappointed that you don't perform it on tour. Okay, so this is not <laughs> their new song. It's like a totally different genre. We're like, get the hardest thing, time warp. <laughs> I had to ask, I had to ask. I was like, well, it's there. Surely it must be. And Jeff is going to be on. Let's ask Jeff. He'll know. Thanks for letting me know. I, I, no, I'm glad you asked. Thanks for, the, it's good to know. Now I can go back and report these guys and figure out, what, get to the bottom of it. <laughs> So talking about new music, is the new music coming from you guys? Yeah, there is. I mean, we were supposed to, you know, this year was kind of our 25th anniversary since the first release of our first single. And uh, thank you. That's, uh, I mean, we've been around a long time. So it's like, thanks. We feel good, but also old. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that uh, we had planned on doing some stuff. And then Nick's wife, Vanessa, ended up getting a part in, in a, a TV series called NCIS Hawaii. So we had to pretty much cancel all the dates and everything we had planned for this year because he had to quickly move there, obviously, to be with his family and get settled in. So we're going to celebrate that next year, 2023. We've, re we've recorded quite a bit of, of music. We're going to release new music, probably set up a tour and do some things like that. But I appreciate you asking. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about that. Excellent. Well, hopefully we see you on tour next year. Yeah, that would be, that would be incredible. So, so speaking of... Um new music you've had recently um lit i was on social media youtube and there's that many remixes <laughs> to that song yeah. um one i think is the stonebridge remix and that would just be perfect for a uk club Definitely. it just would be <laughs> it's just the sound i'm the just wondering if those remixes are was done purposely for like the different areas or is it just happened to be 
I wanted to explore. So I do, I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I work with a lot of different artists and a lot of different genres. And this song was written for, we wrote it for some younger kid, probably like eight years ago. And he knew, you know, uh, the guy who wrote it with Pompeii, who's featured on the song, rapper, producer of the track. He, uh, he, I did the demo in my house. Like I hadn't had my, my new studio set up and literally had like a little setup in my bedroom. My wife's asleep and she's like, you know, probably wanted to kill me. And I'm like, I just got to demo this song up. So I demoed the song up and I sent it to him. And he was like, I don't want this kid doing it. We're going to put it out. And I'm like, well, I don't think the group would like that. It doesn't really fit with the style. So long story short, uh, during COVID, we weren't doing anything. I'm like, let's just plan to release it. And so as I was playing it for people, people like Stonebridge and Dave Day and all these guys were like, oh man, that song's hot. Let me, <laughs> let me put a remix together on it. So I would just, I sent everybody that wanted to do it, the stems, and we put it together. And certainly, yes, I mean, the song ended up doing really well on the charts, so the Music Weekly chart in the UK. It went to number two. I'm a little pissed it didn't go number one. I'm like, come on. That's still good, though. That's that's still yeah, great. Like, oh, and, you know, look, yeah, I mean, what am I complaining about? But I'm like, oh, just so close. <laughs> when I put that song, I was like, oh, I could see myself at the club here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the goal. Like, just to get people up out of their seats and dance and have fun, light. Uh, you know, COVID was such a drag for everybody. And we're like, maybe this will be a fun party song. And it did well there. And then I went and did a bunch of stuff with my group. I never got a chance to really work it here in the States. But it's a summer song and we can yeah. put it out next year. It was just a yeah, test, test to see how it works yeah. with DJs and remixers and different regions and charts for other artists I'm working for as well. But I, again, appreciate that you even know that song and that, <laughs> you, that you liked it and all that stuff. So that's always really flattering. Um, my question is two parts. Um, I was watching some of the, the video clips of Men of the Strip, and I'm wondering, <laughs> when can we see that be brought back? And <laughs> can I get passes for me and my friends? It's so funny that everybody asks about it. So, it, it, I, um, so the, the backstory is I hosted. I did not dance. Or, <laughs> I don't look like those guys. I mean, those guys are like, probably like five or six inches taller than me, 20 years yep, old. You're killing it. You're killing and, it. And those guys are small. <laughs> yourself short. But, but I, but I, um, but I hosted that and I saw the reaction of, of, of singing pop songs and that the Chippendale show is really well put together dance ensemble. It's really great. So I saw what that, what that reaction was when I would go out and sing pop songs to these, this fan base that has now grown up and having, uh, you know, an adult's night out. And I was like, what if there's even a, a more polished, more vocal group sort of hybrid of that. So we created Men of the Strip and then, you know, we ended up doing like a short little documentary movie on the E-Network and put it on tour. By the time we were done, that thing was selling like a concert. Like it was selling like 3,000 tickets a night. Traditionally, those male reviews sell like two to 500 tickets a night. So mm -hmm. I took it and, and put it out for a little bit. And again, same kind of thing happened. As soon as we got some momentum going with that, the group was like, all right, let's go back in the studio. Let's get back on tour. And you know, that's my first, my first love is the group. So, you know, I picked yeah. up, my partner said, all right, we'll put it on pause until you come back. And then I just never went back and, and did it. But I always, always have people asking me about that. And they're like, when are you going to bring a new version of that out? And, and I think when I have time, I'll put another one together. I, I Look, I can't claim that I put it together. There are like these amazing choreographers that put it together. These guys that build shows that yeah. put it together. They cast the guys and then I just promote it. You know, I promote it and go host it for a little bit, rotate celebrities in and they can host it. But it's something that is on a, on my sort of agenda when things start to slow down with some of these other projects to bring back and put back out there because people really seem to like it. I can confirm. Go. I can confirm that if, if I was at that show, I, just like I was with the Backstreet Boys, I'd be stood there with my arms folded. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> I got to tell you. And, tell you, you know, that would be yeah. <laughs> in Ohio originally and everybody that I talked to they're like you're at a strip show you're at a stripper show I'm like look come to come to Vegas or one of the shows flying to Vegas Sammy. Yeah. these are my single guy friends I'm like come to Vegas and you there's no better place to be if you're a single guy because yeah. there's only eight of the guys at the show and the rest the majority of the rest of the 2,000 plus people in the audience are screaming women right so uh, once they got there these guys all my friends you know they're they're my age and a little bit older and you know we're not all in the best shape anymore those guys are in the mirror like what do you think it'll take to get me in the cast like <laughs> what kind of diet regimen do i need to be on so i'm like i told you you change your mind about the the whole thing so 
Okay, so we are going to wrap it up, but do you have time for a very, very quick game? It's like literally three questions. Let's do it, of course, yeah. Okay, I'm excellent. Sorry, I didn't have more time, but I wanted to make sure we got to catch up today, and, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time, man. You oh, know? no worries. This has been great. Okay, so this game, it's a silly game, but it's like Brit slang because there's a lot of British slang terms. We, we actually did this with <laughs> Trevor from O-Town. And it was hilarious. He, he didn't have right. a clue what we were saying. He didn't get him right. Okay. I, no. He didn't do too bad. You're selling him short there, Gav. He didn't do too bad. He's a pretty yeah, smart he, guy. He, he prides himself on stuff like this. Any yes. competition. He, he had family in the in, in the UK, so he, he kind of was cheating a little bit. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So, so let's let's see how you do, because you, you, you know the guys from Westlife, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Boys so the, Westlife and Blue is the other guy. Blue, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Blue, yeah. I'm actually going to see Westlife next month. <laughs> yeah, I love those guys. Right, okay. So the, the game, I'm just going to come out with the first one. So this is a, a slang term that's used in the UK, okay? Okay. And oh, Sammy, because you're not from the UK, you can play along too. Okay. Okay, so Jeff, <laughs> what, what does this mean? Don't nudge your granny while she's shaving. <laughs> <laughs> Granny, while she's shaving, oh it doesn't God. specify what she's shaving, and it's just shaving. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer this thing. Um, you can't do any worse than Trevor. Don't judge your granny while she's shaving. Yeah, uh, is, is that don't wake her up while she's snoring? Is that what it is? Maybe no, it's it's not. It's not literally about a grandmother. It's just like yeah. a, like somebody would say to you like. Jeff, let's let me answer first. Let's no, no, I'm not, I'm not telling. I'm just saying in the context, somebody would say, Jeff, come on, don't nudge your granny while she's shaving. That means I really thought it was going to be about a grandma. My, don't break my chops. <laughs> don't bust my balls. Kind of stuff like that. Not really. Do you know, Sammy? No, I thought it was going to be about a grandma. No, no, these are not literal. <laughs> They're not literal at all. Okay, so that one means it's ridiculous. It means like, don't mess around and distract someone while they're doing something because you might make a big mistake. So I don't don't mess around. Like stop it. It seems right. It seems right. All right. Okay. Now I'm getting the hang of it. Let's see if yeah. I can get one. One. I'll be happy if I get one of these. Okay. So Kelly, okay. got the next one. <laughs> yeah. Wet lettuce. <laughs> so in in the terms how I'd say it is, oh, you wet lettuce. <laughs> you're you're a tool. You're a dumbass. You're a goofball. Is that it? Ooh. Half a point. It's no, no, he's not. Guess? He didn't get it right. <laughs> you get it right. What's your What's your guess? <laughs> My guess is that it means you're lying. No, not quite. What it means it? like someone who's like, um, the very emotional. Like, oh, that person's wet lettuce. Yeah, quickly. yeah, they're yeah. wet lettuce. They're just you're crying at rom coms, the kind of yeah. Thing, like, chick flicks and... yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you said wet lettuce. It would mean in, oh, in America. No, oh, it's the accent. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically what you would say is the P word over in the yeah, state. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Wet okay. lettuce. Okay. This, <laughs> this next. My daughter's thing to the parents. I'm like, stop you. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, your granny. Well, this one. This next one is specifically We're not doing for you. Jazz. We got to yeah. step it up. Yeah, this next one, like you've got to get this one because your name is mentioned in it. <laughs> okay, so it's Effin and Jeffin. Effin and Jeffin. So in the context it would be used, yeah, it would yeah. be like, stop Effin and Jeffin. Like, stop doing that. Your grandmother's stop. right there. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Stop. Stop! Oh, stop effing and jeffing. Oh, maybe uh, stop cussing. Quit cursing. Yes, correct. Yes, yes. you, you have to get that one. Stop effing mean? and jeffing. It means stop swearing. Yeah. Stop, stop saying bad words. I love it. Stop cursing. <laughs> yeah, I think you did probably about as well as Trevor, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, three. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I think you probably probably second of the leaderboard so far. <laughs> <laughs> But now I know. I, I mean, look, I, our, we had a, a driver that was uh, that, that was pretty that was effing and jeffing all the time when we were in the UK. So I know some of the some of the other ones that aren't as. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's plenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Non-PG. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, there's plenty. 
Okay, Jeff. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Honestly, it's been a massive deal for me to talk to you. I've had such a good chat with you, and uh, yeah, it just means so much. Well, I'm honored to be a part of the program. Congratulations, uh, you know, on all your success and all the people you've had on here. And, and I totally appreciate you guys knowing anything about 98 Degrees, myself, my music, any of our endeavors. We, we, I really am totally flattered and appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for everything. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. I know we've and- loved it, Jeff. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Have a good rest of your night. I'm sorry we kept you up so late. It's fine. You were worth it. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye. See you, Jeff. Bye. Bye. There we go, our, our interview here with Jeff. See, right, I'm so glad that that track turned out to not be 98 Degrees because I hadn't listened to it and Sammy threw me under the bus there by mentioning it. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, me and Gavin have got this bet on that this might be you, it might not be you. I'm so glad it wasn't them because I couldn't hear it properly. She tried to play a little bit before we started recording. I couldn't hear what it was, but it just didn't sound like a 98 Degrees song and the, the artwork didn't look like, 90 degrees, like it just didn't look, it didn't fit with the sound or the look of the band. So then when Jeff was like, yeah, that's not us, I was so relieved. <laughs> I think he was just as a surprise. As soon as she mentioned there's a song come out, his face changed, so you knew exactly then it wasn't 98 degrees. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, going to look on. He's so confused. <laughs> we recorded the, that interview with him a week ago today. So let me just have a little look now. If it's gone. See, I want to see if it's gone because it might, it might not be. No, it's still there. It's still there. It's, been it? a week. it's probably going to take a while to get taken down. But sometimes this happens on Spotify. I've noticed it with Blue, like the boy band Blue. That Once they had a song up and it was like a new song. And I'm like, what's this new song by Blue? So I click on it and it was like a woman singing and like some guy rapping. And it was just wasn't Blue at all. Has it even got Blue in the title? Like anything that would yes, link like it, it to it's, them. It's on there. So you don't have Spotify properly yet, which you're working on, but and that's another story. But um, every artist has their own page on there. Like even even Eucadian, like me and Mike Eucadian, we have our own. Oh, page I know on that. There. Yeah, I know that we got their own page. I mean, is the was the is it got the artist as blue? Or was it just accidentally been put on their page? Oh, it's it's, it's total accident. But the artist is down as blue, yeah. But it's an accident. Oh. Somebody's it's been approved incorrectly because it's not them. Yeah, I've seen him taking notes, so I think he is going to try and get it removed. Oh, he's probably already started the ball rolling, to be honest. It just I imagine it takes a while for stuff like that to actually be approved and unapproved. So it, You've got to go through. Yeah, I imagine maybe in the next week or two it'll, it'll disappear. So well, that, that was funny. I did not know she was going to mention that. Like we, we, we didn't have a bet going on, but like I said that when we finished the interview, I was going to go listen to it. I didn't even get a chance to listen to it, and she threw me under the bus. <laughs> No, Sammy was on form. She made me laugh on both questions. Oh, the one about the stripping the, thing. And then the one about the stripping. Yeah, like I got a bit excitable on that one. That was funny because like when she brought that up, Jeff was like, I've, I've just got to say, like, I don't strip. <laughs> He's like, I'm just a host. <laughs> that, that's a disappointing bit of it. <laughs> Didn't realise that. I had fact. nothing to add to that. Like, I had no opinion whatsoever on the whole stripper thing, male stripper thing. I had nothing to really add. I did. I did add a little bit. You know, like I said, that if I was there at the show, I'd st- be stood there with my arms folded, much like I am when I'm listening to like the Backstreet Boys perform or something. Um, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be cheering along with all the women. No, I did get the giggles then. Oh. Yeah, it, was funny. <laughs> it was funny. No, it was. It was really good to talk to. And like just talking about different moments, like my one of my favorite performances that I mentioned to him actually was the uh, Michael Jackson anniversary. And yeah like how they would feel. Because I know how I would feel like really, really nervous singing an artist song back to them when they're standing watching me as someone as iconic as Michael Jackson. That must have been really nerve-wracking on the stage. And he said himself that he was glad he didn't have many lead parts on that. Oh, yeah. Um, Can you imagine if you like you hit any of the notes even remotely flat, Michael Jackson being the legend (laughs) that he was, 
would have picked up on it instantly. Can you imagine Michael Jackson coming over to you and saying that your performance was terrible and you just killed the song? You would have no, your confidence would be completely stripped. So I can I only that. imagine how nervous he was. Like, I mean, I, I, I sang a line of a song in, in, in the interview there to him just so he knew which song I was talking about. And I was nervous just doing that. I think I only sang three words. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but even like not just performing to Michael, but performing alongside like Luther Vandross and Usher. Yeah, and Mariah Carey, and yeah, yeah. they they have performed with some huge names. Oh yeah, icons. I'm going to say as well, like because I know we have a lot of listeners that aren't into pop music, and and you know what, I I thank you to everyone that still listens when we do have these pop guests on. Means a lot that you guys stick with us and listen through, and a lot of people reach out and say, you know what, I never heard the music of the artists you had on, but really enjoyed the interview and actually went and checked some of the stuff out and really liked it. So with that said. Anyone that's like, you know, maybe a bit of a philistine when it comes to pop music, go and listen to uh, 90 Degrees sing She's Out of My Life, the Michael Jackson song, She's Out of My Life. It's a cappella. There's no music. It's just four vocals. And it is the one of the most beautiful um, renditions of, of any Michael Jackson song, but also a cappella, like, that I've ever heard. It's honestly that good. Like, go check it out. If, if you don't do anything else, Check that one track out. It's really, really good. Like a cappella is so hard to do, isn't it? Yeah, like I, like, I see, I know because we used to do acapella. And... Yeah, like me and Mike did me and Mike did an acapella on our on our EP that was released earlier this year, um, Elements by a UKian little bit of a plug there. Um it's track one. And you know, even that, like just because I mean we didn't sing it live and we obviously had to double up on our vocals because there's only two of us. But even that, it's like it's difficult because you've got to keep the timing and you know, every single note matters because the, every note that you're singing is forms the song. There's no instruments to back you up. So it's, it's difficult to do. So I have a lot of respect for any band that can sing a cappella. A lot of like me being a fan of boy bands is not necessarily like cheesy pop kind of thing. It's more, it is about the vocals. Like some of these people in these bands have got amazing voices. I yeah. like the harmonies. I just love hearing harmonies. And yeah. they've got it spot on. They did like a little sample that we mentioned in the interview where they did like a like a barbershop quartet type. And yeah. that's even hard to do. So it is. It's really it, difficult. Honestly, like they, they are really they're an underrated band. 90 degrees are incredible singers. They really are. You've got to kind of push the like all the you know the what's the, the stereotype of a boy band and just actually listen to the, the yeah. voices on the vocal. Don't, don't get don't get me wrong, there's a lot of rubbish and terrible boy bands and pop bands out there there's a lot of them and I, but but there's a few that really do shine above the others and 90 degrees i would say is one of them yeah so check them out she's out of my life check that one out and also talking to songs you've also got to check out we're going to finish the episode with this one you've got to check out jeff's solo single it's called lit l-i-t lit go check it out now it's on itunes and spotify it's a great song. And like Kelly said in the interview, there's a bunch of different versions of it. We're going to play the original version of it right now to end this episode, but go check it out. So Kelly, announce the song so we can end this episode. So this is Lit by Jeff Timmons. See you later. Ciao, ciao. Feel it in the air when you know it's about to go down. Living how we want it and you know we can't slow down. We step up on the scene, everybody like, oh, wow. Oh, well. That's what I like. That's what I like. Oh, well. DJ, DJ, got the music, turn it up, put your hands up. Ladies looking fly, all the fellas got their bands up. We don't need no water, we let this thing burn up. We on fire. We on fire.
baby girl got a rise stuck on me like a tattoo. Like a tattoo. She says she like it. She says she like it. Hop, hop up in the coop, we can mash our switch lanes. How this thing. 